This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Now, we've all prepared to go on a trip. And the last thing we want, any of us want to happen when we've gone on a trip is to be on the trip and to say, oh no, I forgot to take this something, you know? So what do we all do? We make a trip list. We make a trip list, you know, a do not forget to take on the trip type of list. And, and when we pack, we got our trip list, you know? And the Lord took their do not forget to take on their list. He, and he said, now let me see that list that you've got there. And it was an intense time when he sat down with their do not forget to take on the trip list. And he says, okay, first item on the trip list, gold. Nope, eliminated from the list, no gold. And second item on the trip list, silver, ditto. To scratch the silver from your list. Third item on the list, brass. Nope, no brass. Fourth item on the list, script or a bag, which was usually used for carrying uh, quantities of food. Nope, no bag. The fifth item on the list, Two coats, nope, just the coat you're wearing, just one coat. Sixth item on the list, shoes, in addition to their sandals that they were wearing, nada on the shoes, no shoes. Seventh item on the list, an extra walking stick, in addition to one, nope, no extra walking stick. So that's kind of intense. It's a real intensity there as the Lord is scratching off items off of their trip list, and we can feel this intensity as those messenger apostles we're feeling the pinch of no cash, no bag, no food, no extra coat, no shoes, no walking stick. I'm feeling a little vulnerable here. What if the what if happens to me on the trip? The Lord was saying, don't worry about it. The Lord anticipated this anxiety that they were feeling when he said in verse 10, he said, look, he says, uh, just to meet your anxious feeling right now and your feeling of vulnerability, Here's what you have instead. One statement, the workman is worthy of his meat. Now, what does that mean? The workman is worthy. Who is the workman? Well, they are. The apostles are the workmen. And who's gonna provide the meat 
that's what I would be wondering about. I want to know where the meat is. I don't care about anything else. <laughs> Where's the beef, you know? And say, who's going to provide the meat for the apostles? Well, the one who sees that the apostle is worthy. Well, who would that be? Well, that would be the one who the apostle, the apostle workman is working for. That's the Lord. So the Lord is saying, look, if you're out there and you're doing a good job, God the Father, he's not gonna disregard your work and say, well, yeah, forget about him. No, he's gonna say you're gonna get pray. So what the Lord is saying with this intensity to the apostles is, look, you're working for God and God thinks that you're worthy of meat in your work. So he's gonna give you what you need so you don't have to, to put it on your trip list. He's got it on his trip list for you. Seventh, there was an intensity when the Lord told them that the first thing that they should do when they come into a new town, he said in, in verse 11, into whatsoever city or town you shall enter, inquire in it who is worthy, and there abide till you go thence. So the Greek word for worthy here means uh, suitable, suitable, it's the word axio, suitable. It means like suitable to receive the, for example, suitable to receive the message suitable to receive the gospel message. So he told them that as soon as you go into a city, start asking people uh, about who's in the city and try to figure out who you think would welcome the gospel message that they had. Now, eighth, the, the eighth thing is there was an intensity in that the Lord told his apostles what should they do when they come into a new house, when they come into this house of the one who they see as suitable for the gospel message in verses 12 to 13, verses 12 to 13. When you come into a house, salute it, and if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it, and if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. So this is an intensity now that the Lord is telling his apostles to kind of respect the house, that if you saw there, there's a hunger for the Bible, there's a hunger for God, there's a hunger for the gospel message, then you stay there and you pray that there should come peace to that house. And then last, there's an intensity here to when the Lord is telling his apostles, his messengers, exactly what to do if a house chooses not to or no longer to receive them and hear their words. In verse 14, whosoever shall not receive you nor hear your words when you depart out of that house, shake off the very dust of your feet. All very sp specific instructions here, all very intense. Specific as for who they were that were being called to go from being disciples to apostles. Very specific for the authority and the power that was given to them. Very specific about where they were not to go and where they were to go. Very specific on what they were to do when they preach, very specific on what where they do when they come to a town, very specific on what they were not to bring on their trip, very specific on what to ask when they arrived in the town, specific on what to do as they're being received, and specific on what to do when they're being kicked out. So it's a lot of intensity here with all these specifics for the apostles. Now, as we saw here, the Lord is very specific and directing his messengers and he gave them specific instructions as we saw about the provisioning, you know, no gold, silver, so very specific where not to go and so forth and so on. Now, but with all those directions and all those specifics and all that intensity, what's interesting here 
is that we can see that, that the apostles were free to choose certain things. And it's in verse 11. And into whatsoever city or town ye shall enter. That means that the Lord did not give each of his apostles a specific itinerary. Let me see now, Peter, here's your itinerary. This is where you're gonna go, Peter. James, here's your list. Who's the next one? Andrew, here's your list. In other words, he gave the apostles the freedom to choose which cities they wanted to go in. You see that in verse 11, into whatsoever city or town you shall enter. You choose. It shows us that the apostles were free to choose where they wanted to go. And if one apostle wanted to go to one city, fine. And if another wanted to go to another city, fine. And if two of them wanted to go to the same city, fine too. Those decisions were totally left up to each apostle. The Lord did not treat the apostles like puppets on a string, controlling their every move. He gave them certain specifics, and then he gave them the overall goal of their mission. And then in essence, he said, there you go. You've got, you've got now where not to go, the Gentiles and Samaritans, you stay away from those peoples. You've got where to go, Israel. Israel is your go-to people. You've got, you, you've got the problem that you're there to solve. The Jewish people are lost sheep. You've got your mission, which is to invite and warn. And you've got what not to take, your gold, your silver, your brass and shoes, et cetera. Now you're free to craft out where you want to go. So the Lord gives us freedom to choose just like the Lord gave the freedom to Adam to choose the names of the animals. It says in, in Genesis 2.19, out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. It's kind of interesting to see the Lord say, well, let's just, I'm interested to see what's Adam gonna choose. I'm not gonna direct him. I'm not gonna tell him, you know, but put words in his mouth. No, he's gonna choose what to name the animals. It's gonna be nice to see. I'm gonna delight in seeing the what Adam chose to give the animals. Oh, look at that. He chose the word zebra and kangaroo and chinchilla and iguana and raccoon. <laughs> he chose all these names. And the Lord just was saying, now let's see what, what Adam's gonna give to this one. Oh, that's an interesting name. And God never overrode Adam's decision, but he honored it. And he says, kangaroo it is. Yeah. And that's the Lord saying, let's see what James has chosen. Let's see which city James, what city James has chosen to go to. Okay, I'm not gonna override James. That's a decision he made for that city. That's gonna be what it's gonna be for James. And it's the same way for us in life. God gives us certain instructions in life and then he leaves certain choices up to us. But whatever or city or town the apostles chose, the Lord told them what to do when they got there. They were to go around and they were to ask questions Verse 11, whatsoever city or town you shall enter, inquire who in it is worthy, and thereby to you go thence. So before launching into their ministry, they were to ask questions to find out about the people in the city or the town. They were to look for certain people. They were to look for a certain person. The person they were looking for was described as worthy. The Greek word behind the translation, the Greek word behind the word worthy is axios, which, which can mean suitable, suitable. They were to look for a person that was suitable. 
They had a message of rescue and salvation from sin, rescue from hell, salvation from sin. Not everyone was suitable. Not everyone knew that they needed to be saved and rescued from sin. Thank you very much. But some did know themselves to be dirty, rotten sinners. And those are the ones that were suitable, worthy for the gospel. And this is what the, the apostles had seen the Lord do. They saw, the, they saw for themselves the Lord, the Lord target a corrupt, certain corrupt tax collector and come to his house. I'm talking about Matthew, who knew himself. He knew himself. Matthew knew himself to be a dirty, rotten sinner. So the gospel was suitable for Matthew. The Lord targeted a cheating Zacchaeus who was in a tree in, in Luke 19, Luke 19, behold, Luke 19, 2. Behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was a chief among the publicans. He was rich. He sought to see Jesus where he was, could not for the press because he was a little stature. He ran before, climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, and he was to pass that way. Jesus saw, came to the place. He looked up, saw him, and said, Zacchaeus, make haste. Come down, for today I must abide at thy house. He made haste, came down, received him joyfully. When he saw it, they all murmured, saying, he was gone to be a guest with a man that's a sinner. Let me stop here. Why was he going to go be a guest of a man that was a sinner? Because the gospel was suitable for that man. Moving on. Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and I have take, if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much as he also is the son of Abraham. Zacchaeus knew himself to be a, this dirty, rotten sinner. He lied in order to take more taxes, and he made himself rich. Zacchaeus was suitable. He was worthy for the gospel. The Lord targeted Zacchaeus as the person whose house he should go to. Now, when the Lord told his disciples to go search in a city, inquire into who is worthy or suitable, he's directing them, do as I did. Search for a person who knew himself to be a dirty, rotten sinner in need of the gospel. They got salvation. So he told the apostles that as long as the person they were staying with appreciated the gospel message, wanted to hear God's message of redemption, stay. He said, you're to stay there. And verse 11, there abide till you go thence. When his messenger was come to the house, they were to salute it. It means, the Greek word there means to wish it well, wish it well. And the specific well that they were to wish it on that house is in verse 13, if the house be worthy, suitable, let it. Let your peace come upon it. Let your shalom come on this house. In other words, they, they were to pray that their shalom would come to this house. Peace, or the lack of peace, no peace, is the plague of sin. It's the plague of sin. Isaiah 48, 21 to 22. Isaiah 48, 21, 22. And they thirsted not when he led them to the deserts, he caused the waters to flow out of the rock for them. He claved the rock also, and the waters gushed out. There is no peace, saith my God. Uh, no, there is no peace, saith the Lord unto the wicked. Now, when you read the first part of that, Isaiah 48, 21, 
you read the first part, Isaiah 48, 21, you really get a, a, a sense that, so what could be wrong? Everything is provided for. They're in the desert, God leads them, they didn't get thirsty. In order to make sure they didn't get thirsty, he even causes water to gush out of a rock. That sounds very nice. When Israel's in the desert, he provided everything to them. God gave them water for their thirst, even if it meant coming out of a rock. All they had to do was just go collect the water. They came out, that's all they had to do. God provided for them. For their hunger, God provided food for their hunger, even if it meant raining bread from the sky every morning. All they had to do, just go out, collect the food God provided for them, they were provided for. God provided for their feet to be protected, even by having their shoes miraculously not wear out for 40 years. All they had to do every morning is put their shoes on. Everything that Israel needed was physically, was provided, everything that Israel needed physically was provided for them in the desert. Outwardly, Israel was more provided for than if they were in Hawaii, in the desert there. Physically, Israel had no physical needs in the desert. That's what it's talking about. All their physical needs were met. But the next verse, verse 29, Isaiah 48, Verse 21 shows everything was met for them. But the next verse, verse 22, Isaiah 48, 22, shows that there was something that was a great need for Israel in the desert. Again, Isaiah 48, 21. They thirsted not when he led them through the deserts. He caused the waters to flow out of the rock for them. He claved the rock also. The waters gushed out. There is no peace, saith the Lord unto the wicked. So in the desert, Israel in the desert had no physical needs. Outwardly, they had what they needed, but inwardly, they had a need that howled through their souls like the desert wind. And that need was peace. They had no peace, no peace, lo shalom. And that's what the situation is today. Many people today, they have all of their physical needs met. Food and drink, you walk into an Albertson store, you're almost overwhelmed by how much food and drink there is there. Clothing, closets full. Housing, more than adequate. Weather, San Diego. All the physical needs are perfectly met, but there's one howling need among people. Peace, no peace, no inner peace. Peace, that means that people today suffer from restlessness a restlessness that drives them into a compulsive work, a, a, a drive to make more and more and more money. How much money is enough? It's not enough. A restlessness that drives them into a destruction of relationships, a destruction of their marriages. Restlessness of, that results in insomnia. Restlessness that results in with an anxiety and a, just an under uh, a, a feeling of, of, uh, of fear, restlessness that drives into alcohol and drugs and pornography, a restlessness that comes from no peace, as God said in Isaiah 57, 20, Isaiah 57, 20. The wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt, 
There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. Outwardly, all is provided for inside raging sea. And the reason for this condition of no inner peace is because, Romans 8, 7, Romans 8, 7, the carnal mind is enmity against God. It's an enemy of God. It's not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Romans 5.10, Romans 5.10. If when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God. Sin makes a person to be the enemy of God and results in no peace. Sin sets up a warfare with God and results in no peace. The person outside the Lord Jesus Christ, he may be thinking, I don't, I'm not, what am I, an enemy of God? I'm not an enemy of God. I don't think about an enemy of God. I don't think about God. What's enemy, you know? But when he really thinks about the law of God, the Ten Commandments, if even, in the Bible, he's afraid. And when he really thinks about death and just the possibility of having to face judgment after, after death, he's alarmed. And when he really thinks about hell, it's terrifying, and all of those thoughts are disturbing, and they trouble, so he tries not to think about them, but really, he's robbed of peace. There's no peace. So this was the gospel, good news, the message of the apostles. The gospel, good news, is really summed up in one word. The gospel, good news, is summed up in one word, and it's the word ready, ready. It's the word ready, just that one word. The good news that the apostles brought and that you and I bring is the word ready. God is ready to be reconciled with dirty, rotten sinners and bring in peace. The good news that the apostles brought and you and I bring in is God is ready to pardon the sin of man and bring in peace. The gospel good news is that God is ready to make peace with man. The gospel is that all of the obstacles that stand in the way of man being united to God, like obstacles of the love of sin and the obstacle of rebellion against God and the obstacle of a guilty conscience, God is ready to take them away. So that's the good news. It's good news. The good news is all about the word ready. God is ready to become friends with man. So this is the God's salvation plan. God's, God's plan is that he is ready to do all this and it all centers around the Lord Jesus Christ. If a man accepts God's plan through the Lord Jesus Christ, then Isaiah 48.8, then Isaiah 48.8, oh, that they had hearkened to my commandments. Then had thy peace been as a river and thy righteousness as the waves of the sea. Isaiah 66, 12, Isaiah 66, 12. Thus saith the Lord, behold, I will extend peace to her like a river. So God's promise was and is that if a person embraces the Lord Jesus Christ as God and Savior, that peace would just flow like a river and there would be a joyful singing, as it says in Isaiah 55, 12, Isaiah 55, 12. You shall go out with joy, be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. 
Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.